All right, hey folks, to wrap up this little mini series on fasting, I'm going to provide you guys with a quick and dirty, but still pretty complete guide to fasting. Firstly, intermittent fasting is essentially the abstinence of food. So just stopping eating for a while. That's it. Real simple. Just take a break. And if that sounds a little bit unusual, it's actually not. Most of us take a break from eating anyway. Whenever we go to sleep at night, we take a break from our last meal of the day to the first meal of the next day. So it's not that unusual for the body to go a certain amount of time without food. What we're doing with intermittent fasting is we're generally just expanding that window of fasting and shortening the window of feeding. So that's what it is, just the abstinence of food. In this video, I'm gonna cover what you need to know about fasting, some of the benefits, some of the downsides, and how you can get started. In terms of benefits, I think probably the biggest benefit is that it allows people to be able to control their caloric intake over the course of the day. It allows them to have a little bit more control over how much they're eating. And oftentimes when people are trying to stick to a calorie deficit or perhaps an amount of calories which they would normally struggle with, it just makes that a little bit easier. For example, if you have to stick to 2,500 calories and that's normally less than what you'd, you'd eat, it makes that just a little bit easier because you can fast right the way through your normal eating windows. And for a lot of people, the abstinence of food is a lot easier than moderating. And I'm of that mindset. When I eat, I like to just eat, be full and be happy. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of smaller meals which are unsatisfying. I would rather in that case, just go without food and put two meals together and eat a bit more. That for me is a benefit. And for a lot of people, again, abstinence is just easier than moderation. Now, in terms of other benefits, there are a bunch of benefits like improved insulin resistance, reduced inflammation, lowered blood pressure, lowered heart rate. Now, due to research, modern research, actually know some of those benefits probably aren't exclusive to fasting. And actually, they're probably more a driver of the weight loss which occurs from fasting, not fasting in itself. So when it comes to things like improved insulin sensitivity, weight loss, those are two benefits which are generally driven by the weight loss. They're not necessarily driven by the fasting itself. I think in terms of actual concrete benefits of just fasting, there is an independent benefit on blood pressure and also on heart rate. So that's something. If you do struggle with blood pressure and perhaps an overly high heart rate, then fasting is something you can do to reduce that. And that is independent of weight loss. So that's a pretty good deal. That's quite nice. There, there aren't many things we can do independent of losing body fat, losing weight, which provide health benefits. So that's a pretty good one. And there are lots more benefits, which I'll go over over the course of this video. Now let's look at different forms of fasting. Essentially, what we're looking at is shortened eating windows. So some common forms of fasting are 16-8. That is probably one of the oldest mainstream fasting protocols, because that is really what kicked it all off, which is Martin Birkin's Lean Gains way back in the day, in the early internet days. And I really think that was what brought fasting to the masses. 
Martin did a great job of disseminating a bunch of really good scientific research. And for all the nerds like me, it was fascinating to read all that stuff. Later on, of course, Kinobody came on and drove a lot of those ideas even more towards the mainstream with a much more lighthearted way of delivering what was essentially very similar information. The other way is Eat, Stop, Eat, which is one or two 24-hour periods of fasting in the week. And generally they would run say six till six or nine till nine. It was my personal favorite fasting method. And that was again, brought forward to the masses and more to the mainstream with the five, two diet, which is again, essentially the same diet just delivered in a much more lighthearted, more mainstream way, making it more accessible for the regular person. So quite a parallel there between Martin Burke and Kinabody and Brad Pilon and the five, two diet. Interesting. Another way of doing things is alternate day fasting, where you, you fast one day, you feed the next day, and you just carry on that pattern. When I did alternate day fasting, I fasted generally all of Monday, all of Wednesday, all of Friday. It was pretty good. I think the downside to that is that it's a lot of fasting. You know, it's a hell of a lot of fasting. A lady called Dr. Krista Varaday over in America, she's done quite a lot of research on alternate day fasting. It's a very robust form of fasting. I think in terms of severity, it probably starts with the daily fasting, which is not really as severe. It's a good way of managing things. And then you probably go to the 24 hour fast, which I think are the sweet spot. And then you have longer fasts, like alternate day fasting, 48 hour fasting, 72 hour fasting, five day fasts, seven day fasts. The most I've done in a, is a five day fast, just drinking water and electrolytes. And that was pretty extreme. My heart rate got super low. <laughs> on that. And that was actually my cue to start eating again. On day five, my resting heart rate was something like 32 beats a minute. So <laughs> I was lying in bed and there was a beat and then a couple of seconds and a beat. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, this is probably about time to call it. I did that as an experiment and it was fine, but I'm a well-practiced faster. Not something I would recommend to everyone. I think the most that people should do is probably a 24 hour fast. You get a lot of benefits from that. And as I said in the last video, that's pretty much my favorite way of fasting. So in terms of how to get started, essentially I would probably get started just with one of the daily fasting methods. It's a nice window, no pun intended, towards longer fasts if that's necessary for you. The really common one is just to skip breakfast. Push that eating window back a little bit. If you would normally eat at seven o'clock in the morning, skip that, okay? Maybe have some coffee, whatever you want, whatever and then just have your lunch as normal and then carry on as you are. Not a bad way to do things. And it's generally how most people start when it comes to fasting. It's just the most convenient way. And then you can just gradually build up that period of time if you need to. The other thing I would recommend is really staying hydrated. You would be surprised how much water your body derives from food. Your body is extremely efficient at pulling water from food. So the first thing you'll notice is when you do your very first 16 hour fast, 24 hour fast is you're going to start to get really thirsty. You might even get a headache as well. And that's generally due to hydration. So drinking your water, make sure you get your water in, but also electrolytes. Electrolytes are super important for longer fasts. I find anything up to about 16 hours, I don't really need electrolytes. But 
24-hour fasts and certainly longer, you definitely will want to load up on some magnesium, some sodium, potentially some potassium. And just be careful with those, particularly with the potassium, that can be quite damaging to the stomach lining if you're taking lots and lots. You'll notice that in tablet form, they only really sell it in 99 milligrams at a time, which is for a reason because it can be dangerous. So just be careful with the electrolytes, introduce them slowly, do some more reading on that if you need to. I want to just emphasize the importance of eating healthy whole foods during the eating period. Now, it is super, super important to make sure you take this opportunity to ensure the food you eat during your eating window is actually whole food and nutritious. Use this as an opportunity to really recalibrate your eating patterns. Go through my diet videos. I promote very much a fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, healthy fats type of model of eating. I find that is a pretty good standard base template for most people. In terms of where that can go wrong, I find people who implement fasting as a solution, if they don't also take steps towards improving what they eat during the eating window, what will tend to happen is that overcompensation happens super quickly. It's a lot easier to get back to square one if you're not predominantly eating a whole food diet. So make sure you eat nutritious whole foods. And again, use this as an opportunity to really clean up your diet when it comes to your eating window. So you don't overshoot and you're back to square one. I would say in terms of other risks, I think it's possibly worth talking to your doctor. Your doctor will know your medical history. They'll be able to do the appropriate checkups. They'll be able to give you a nod if they think it's for you or not. So just to summarize the main points of this video, I think intermittent fasting is a fantastic way to organize your day of calories. It can provide bigger, more satisfying meals. And for a lot of people, abstinence of food is a lot better in moderation. It's a lot easier than moderation. And eating a few large meals is better than eating more and more smaller meals, which are unsatisfying. So it's a nice way to regulate things. Um, in terms of how to fast, I think there are numerous daily fasting protocols like 16, 8, 24, 12, 12 loads. And then you have the multi-day fasting protocols like the 24-hour fasts, the 5-2 diet, the alternate day fasting, and then you have longer fasts. My personal preference is one or two 24-hour fasts per week. Now, there are plenty of benefits. Most of those benefits are probably tied to the actual weight loss which they give, but there are some benefits on health markers such as blood pressure and heart rate which are independent of weight loss. In terms of caveats, make sure you use this opportunity to improve the uh, quality of your diet when you are eating. So focus on whole foods, nutritious foods when you're eating and really grab the bull by the horns and take that as an opportunity to improve your diet. Otherwise, it is super easy to eat back the calories. And I'm sure everyone who's done some degree of fasting has made that mistake in the past. And lastly, get checked up by your doctor before you embark on any kind of fasting regimen, they will be able to know from your medical history whether this is something which is safe for you to pursue. All right, folks, I am going to ask you guys to like the video, subscribe if you haven't already subscribed, 
and I will see you next week here on Fastlift YouTube. So take care, have a great weekend.